HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by greatbrewers.com, a social media marketing platform dedicated to promoting the world's great brewers and the beers they create. For more information, visit greatbrewers.com. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's June 24th, 2014. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. We're getting ready for July Good Beer Month. We've got some special guests today, including Eric and Chris from Dirk the Norseman and Greenpoint Beer and Ale, one of the newer uh, beer halls and, and breweries in New York City. And we'll be joined by the team from Cone Island on Tap, which is one of the signature events of July Good Beer Month. So here we are, thanks to our sponsors, greatbrewers.com, a comprehensive website aimed at bringing the beer community together. And you can tweet us at beer underscore sessions if you want to keep up with, with what Maggie's tweeting uh, throughout the show. So here we are. we got Chris Prout, the head brewer from Dirk the Norseman, Greenpoint Beer and Ale, and Eric Olson. He's also a brewer and uh, a manager, too, right? Yes, sir. So, Eric, I first met you. You guys were, were working at uh, Browery Lane. Which is a bottle shop, beer bar in uh, in Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. And uh, how long were you working there? Well, I'm still working there. Actually, I'm still managing uh, from afar. Uh, we've been there for a little over five years. So I've been there since day one. So, wh- when did you guys decide to uh, open a brewery? And how long have you been working on that? You got Chris. Chris here. You. Uh, yeah. Hey. You're a brewer. We uh, we we we're talking about the idea probably two and a half three years ago. Um, Ed Rabin, obviously, he owns, uh, well, not obviously, but Ed Rabin owns Browery Lane Beer Store. Uh, we, we talked about the next step in, in uh, a business venture, and that, that was a brew pub. And uh, we have a roughly 6,000-square-foot space in uh, South Greenpoint, North Williamsburg, uh, right on North 15th Street, that, that uh, seats about 240 people with about 40 people outside. Uh, five barrel brewing system in the back, lots of great food, uh, great community atmosphere. Yeah, great. So, what was the process? You guys were based in Brooklyn. You know, you had Browery Lane, but how long did it take you to find that location and open it? Just give us some of the backstory on uh, your new well, place. Well, 
I think we started, or Ed started looking at a space on Gem Street, which is pretty close by, um, not too far from the store anyway. Um, he was offered or, or founded a vacant spot around the block from where we are, um, close to a, uh, a fish smoker uh, called Acme Smoked Fish. Um, and I guess the landlord had uh, another space um, became available around the block, uh, sort of facing the Bushwick Inlet on the water, um, which was previously a place called Polyco, which was a plastic bag manufacturer. Uh, they closed down, and um, the space looked great. We had, you know, great sunlight, southern-facing, sort of overlooks the water in a way. Um, and that was probably two years ago, I think, we took over the space. Um, two years this June. Yeah. So it was, right. it was well, quite cheers. the build-out. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, well, it, was, it was a lot of work. And uh, you're making cheers. beer, too. So yeah. what beer are we drinking right now? Uh, you have a, a kettle sour uh, wheat beer. With lemongrass. So it's, it's something that's sort of New York uh, homebrew communities inspired. Uh, we, we do a lot of experimentation with our, with our beers, and this is one of them that is sort of, I guess, is attributed to that uh, experimentation. So a kettle sours is a technique I learned uh, pretty recently from Chris Kuzme and Mary Ozit. And we've sort of taken it and added a different component with the lemongrass and the wheat. Uh, so what do you do? You, you sour the mash? Or? We, we sour the wort in the kettle with, uh, with grain that we throw in there. We, we keep it about 110 degrees. And the lactobacillus that's naturally on the grain sours the wort over a period of 48 to 72 hours. And then we boil it and kill the lacto. And then it's nice. It tastes like grass. Yeah. It's, it's like it's, very yellow. It's grassy. It's meant to be a refreshing summer beer. Cheers, man. Yeah. So, to, so, the, so the the space itself, it's it's. I don't understand why is it called Dirk the Norseman and Greenpoint Beer and Ale. Is it like two well, things in one? I'm a little confused. Yeah, Dirk the Norseman was was the first seller in Greenpoint uh, after the Native Americans were there, but he he set up a farm in Greenpoint. We commute from Manhattan by boat. He was a shipwright over to Greenpoint, and he eventually uh, built built a house there and settled. And what is very close to where we are right now at our at our location at North Fifteenth Street. So he he was the the original Scandinavian settler in Greenpoint, and that's why it's named Dirk the Norseman. Uh, Greenpoint Beer and Ale is housed in Dirk the Norseman. Uh, Dirk the Norseman is is the bar restaurant side. Greenpoint Beer and Ale is the brewery side, and we're in the back there. Yeah. So you're making beer. Making beer. All right. So, Eric, what's it like? So, I, I go over to where, where is it located again in Greenpoint? Uh, we're on uh, Seven North Fifteenth Street, so Franklin, where Franklin becomes Kent, sort of on that borderline. So, I, well, I go over there. What am I going to find? Uh, right now, in that uh, area of the neighborhood, there's there's not a lot. It's changing pretty quickly. Um, there's a lot of industry there. Um, I think we're right next to some welders and a plumbing supply place, but. Um, a new restaurant opened right around the corner in the last uh, six months, and I think we're sort of on that cusp of both neighborhoods, and they're sort of merging. We're, we're hoping that we're sort of on that point where Greenpoint and Williamsburg come together. Yeah. When I walk into the, to Dirk the Norse, like, what am I going to find there? Is, is there food? Is, is it a bar? Mm-hmm. We have a, a we have a large central bar. It's uh, about seats maybe thirty. Um, the total capacity for the place is about 240, 250. 
Um, we have a full kitchen. Um, we do a lot of barbecued meats, some heavier stuff, braised meats, uh, German-inspired fare, maybe Eastern European-inspired fare. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of old wood, a lot of steel. Um, it has sort of an industrial feel to it, a lot of dark wood. Um, comfortable, worn-in, um, nice sort of social, open atmosphere. And what, what are some of the foods that I should get? Uh, there's like a pi- particular dishes. That sure, um, braised pig knuckle has been really, really popular. Um, we do. That's a good dish, pig. you know. I've, I've, been, I've been some farmer friends like Mike from Flying Pigs Farm. He's been giving me a lot of pig knuckles and mm-hmm. uh, trotter, trotters lately. And uh, yeah, you just, well, you just slow, slow cook them overnight or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the more popular dishes. Chicken schnitzel. People love that because it's huge. It's you know bigger than the plate it's it served on um but yeah if you're you know good drinking food i would say the fries are amazing we cut them there and i don't know the chicken it looks like a frisbee the chicken <laughs> yeah it's, it's huge <laughs> it is it's good food to have with the beer all so. right well you guys are some of the mellowest, mellowest guys i met in a while but welcome <laughs> to the show um it's it, it's i've heard a lot of buzz about it when it first opened i, I haven't been over there yet uh, i've known ed for a few years i remember when ed raven uh, was one of the first sales guys for uh, Brooklyn Brewery's Craft Brewers Guild back in 1992. He was the first guy that ever brought me really good craft beer. That's how, actually how I started learning about it. Hmm. I, wor- I worked in a restaurant, and he started bringing me samples, everything from Chimay to Schneider Aventinas to some American beers like Rogue. And back then, that, those were the first beers I was ever drinking because I, drink, I didn't drink crappy beer. Yeah. I only started drinking beer, good beer. Yeah, so. Ed's, Ed's been in the craft beer business for a while. He started at Brooklyn Brewery. And uh, he's he's now importing beers from Germany, uh, Gaffel, Jaeger, and Regula, and he, he's opened my eyes to the world of beer. Certainly, I mean, it's, and I you know that's that's how through the store getting the job at, at Briar Lane Beer Store is how I've really learned a lot about beer and and styles of beer and making beer and and sort of had that community there where people would would grow and talk about beer and. and just really get into geek out yeah. about it, yeah. So, uh, how did you start brewing? What was your? Did you have a job, or you, you know, just a home I, brewer? You know, I, I got a job at the beer store about about five years ago when it opened up, along with Eric, uh, and I, I just started learning as much as I could. Started home brewing. Eric helped me out with my first batch of beer, and wanted to do it more. Ask, uh, I lived on, on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I asked Scott Meyer at the Outer Banks Brewing Station if, if he would have me there and, and I could apprentice. And he accepted me, and I, I'm grateful for it. But I learned a lot uh, from him uh, over a couple of months. And he taught me a lot of, uh, about brewing on a professional scale. And I, I took that knowledge and translated it into this five-barrel brew pub system that we have. So what are some things that you, you had to do when you were an apprentice in the Outer Banks? Uh, you know, it, it's, it, the Outer Banks is a pretty laid-back atmosphere, I would say. And it was, it was February. It's, it's a seasonal town. It's, it's a tourist economy there. So they're on their off-season. They're, they're doing a lot of things like uh, taking apart their heat exchanger and, and cleaning it or uh, a lot of odds and ends that need to be done uh, during that time. So it is a good time to, to work with somebody in a brewery because typically breweries are pretty busy. Uh, environment 
Uh, so it, I was fortunate enough to, to be in that environment where I could just learn a lot and ask a lot of questions and, and you know, drink a lot of good beer that Scott made and, and pick his brain about what he was doing. So, like, yeah. over, over the offseason, would he make test batches and, and try out brewing? No, nah, you know what he would do? Up. He would lager. He, he, would, he would have, like, a Maybach lagering or, uh, yeah, he would, he would have something sitting in the tanks that he was holding on to that was special. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, did, what's the scene like down there? Outer Banks. Are there yeah, other it's, breweries? It's, it's like I said, it's seasonal. I, I did live there for about eight, eight to nine years. Uh, there aren't that many breweries. There's Weeping Radish Brew Pub, which has been around for quite a while. Uh, his idea was a was a farm to table uh, brew pub setting, uh, and and he's still doing it, but it's it hasn't really taken hold like I I think it should have. Um, other than that, there's not, there's not it's much seasonal, going on. Like it's, it's tough because it's only seasonal. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, is, it is a, you know, it's a Labor Day to Memorial Day or type of economy. So, but it is nice to, to hibernate in the wintertime and, and then work hard in the summertime. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I like this beer. Tell, what's the name of this beer again? This is uh, When Life Hands You. It's, it's, uh, it's a lemonade-inspired beer. <laughs> it's yellow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got grassy. lemongrass in it. It's yeah, it's tart. not really sour, but it's tart. It's it's yeah, like I said, it's a summer beer. It's uh, it's I'll, about. I'll take 5%. another one if you don't. All right, yeah. So Eric, do you, do you guys have this on tap at Dirk the Norseman right now? Yeah, we uh, we're pouring that one right now. We just did a second batch of it, um, so that'll be on the way. And then we have a another. Um, we've been doing quite a few kettle sours lately, so we have a sour cream ale coming behind that, um, which is what you think it would be not a beer with sour cream in it but a cream ale brewed yeah uh, with a, so you a, so because you guys you're doing like a small what, a five barrel system so yep. you feel you feel like you can experiment like how many different batches of beer are you making in, in the course of a month roughly well we, we brew 20 barrels a week we brew three three times a week two five barrel batches one 10 barrel batch is our brewing schedule uh so we, we sell about half of what we make there at, at the brew pub. Uh, I guess we've, we've been brewing since January of this year, so we're only six months into it. We've made about 35 to 40 different styles of beer since we've been, you know, out of... So oh, you're coming experimenting, up you're trying out different things. Yeah, yeah, we are. We're, we like a lot of different styles of beer, and that's, that's what we want to uh, have our customers who come into the, the, the brew pub appreciate is all the, the, the world of beer that is out there and then you know what what I know of, of different styles uh, different smoked beers you know English beers Belgian style beers maybe we should know. go there tonight yeah have one of the frisbee chicken yeah. schnitzels and some other stuff so what, what do you have on draft right now Eric and how, how many taps do you have um what do we have let's see we have nine of our beer and then I think we have six outside of that Seven, uh, 16 total. So nine of the beers are ours um, that we're bringing in the back, and the other seven are what uh, Ed brings in. So it's um, German beer uh, that he's importing. So right now um, we've got an American Pale. We've got a double IPA brewed with Tupelo honey. Um, we've got this sour that you're having, or this kettle sour that you're having. Um, we've got, we have a triple or a 
uh, Belgian uh, Strong Pale. We have... Uh, All About Wit. Got a Wit beer, yeah. We've got uh, a Grisette. Mm-hmm. Oh, you made a Grisette. Grisette. Have you had the Sly Fox Grisette before? I have, yeah. I like that one. So what is that style? It's like a small Saison. Yeah, it's, it's the miner's beer. It's... Instead of the farmer's saison, which was meant to be enjoyed by by the farmers after a long season in the fields, this is the miners' beer. They'd be greeted with a or a grisette as they come out of the mines. And they get lung cancer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> keeps them going. Yeah, you got to drink. <laughs> you got to keep them going before yeah. they die early. We, we've also got an ESB. Cheers to all the workers yeah. and all the worker beer. I'll tell you that. Yeah, cheers. there's so many great varieties of beer for, for yeah. workers. Cheers. This this is like a worker beer. You guys toil yeah. there making beer in the, the backyard in Greenpoint. And I bet you guys cook outdoors, right? You probably don't even have a roof over your heads. <laughs> we, we do cook outdoors, yeah. You guys are awesome. i got to come over there and visit. You know, my, my buddy Ray, Ray Payne just walked in. We're going to be, be talking to him in a little bit. But Ray Ray's part of the uh, Coney Island on Tap Festival. Uh, welcome to the show, Ray. How are you, Jimmy? Yeah, we're looking forward to talking to you and AJ in a little bit. Uh, what did you think of this beer? Did you get some of the... Fantastic. I think it's a great summer beer. Certainly at the barbecue, I'm going to head over there and check it out. Yeah. Maybe we'll go over there to Dirk, Dirk the Norseman after the show tonight. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. We'll throw you in the back of the truck. All right. I need a ride. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes to talk more about July Good Beer Month and Coney Island on Tap on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. This one is called Our Ways by Sleepies. This is Beer Sessions Radio on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jimmy Carboni. Jimmy's number 43 in the Good Beer Seal. We're in the backyard of Roberta's uh, in, in Bushwick, Brooklyn, and uh, we're doing a, a membership drive. You should check out heritageradionetwork.org. There's so many great shows, including ours, Beer Sessions Radio, celebrating four and a half years. And July Good Beer Month is coming up. It'll be the 6th July Good Beer Month. We work closely with uh, Edible Brooklyn, Edible in Manhattan, Heritage Radio Network, WNYC, and, and some other great groups all these years. And... Uh, one of our, our newest our partners is uh, the Coney Island on Tap event. Uh, it's going to be a great beer festival in Coney Island at the uh, Brooklyn Cyclone Stadium. Ray Payne and A.J. Bowden are, are on the line. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for calling in, A.J. Hey, my pleasure, Jimmy. Good to, good to be here. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Jimmy. So tell us a little bit about the Coney, Coney Island on Tap event. Um, it, it, it's, it's new for me, and uh, we need, like, a, a good quality beer event in, in July. So uh, we're glad you guys are doing something. Absolutely. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, – we, we run a series of beer festivals throughout the country, and we're going to be bringing what we do uh, to Coney Island, to MCU Park. We've got uh, about 60 breweries lined up, uh, all American craft breweries, so we'll have over 100 beers to choose from. Um, we always like to pride ourselves on giving uh, giving those uh, the attendees the opportunity to try something they've never had before. 
Um, so we can we can assure you that we're going to have a mixture of uh, some some rare beers, some one-offs. We're hoping to get some Perkins there, and then also just some some more of the flagship stuff for those that are looking to uh, looking to step into craft beer for the first time. So um, really psyched to be bringing people a great selection of craft beer in an iconic setting down in Coney Island, and uh, hopefully on a beautiful July day. Um, really excited about it. Tickets are selling really fast, so uh, we're I'll tell you, up. That, that's a pretty awesome location. Uh, the I call it the, the Brooklyn Cyclones Park at Coney Island. Uh, how go. did you guys get involved with Coney Island? Because it's it's such a it is an iconic uh, New York City location. Yeah, well, Ray actually Ray is a, a Brooklyn native. He he lives down there, and he's developed a great relationship with the people uh, at the Cyclones. And um, you know they're they're always interested in, in welcoming uh, new events and things that are, aren't necessarily baseball. Uh, to their to their venue, and then we felt like what better place than you know uh, in this cool ballpark right on right on the boardwalk uh, in Coney Island. So uh, Ray's the one who kind of brought it up to me, and, and um, once I went down and visited, I fell in love with it. So I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. What do you think is some of the the best beers that you're going to have at at the festival that our listeners might look forward to? Gosh, I mean, we're going to have, we've got such a great list right now of, uh, of breweries that, you know, I, I'm really excited to see what the, what the local, uh, local breweries down in the New York area are going to be bringing. Um, some of these guys, we're still waiting to hear specifically what actual brews they're bringing. Um, but, I mean, obviously Brooklyn is going to step up and they're going to bring some, some of their great stuff and, you know, uh, some of the other folks from, from down in the, uh, you know, in the, in the five boroughs. Um, then we're bringing in some folks from outside the area as well. Peak Organic out of Maine. Um, we've obviously are going to have some of your West Coast brews with Lagunitas, uh, in the mix and, and, uh, some other exciting ones, Stone and, and those guys. So, um, you know, what I'm hoping that we'll see is, is given that it's July, is that we're going to see some of the, some of the beers that people can plan on drinking throughout the summer. Uh, but I'm also, I'm expecting some of these folks to bring in some of their, some of their unique brews as well. Um, I'm so looking at the exciting. I'm looking at the list of breweries right now, AJ. I see some of my favorites. Like uh, there's Bronx Brewery, which which always has some great stuff in summer. Six Point, uh, Three Heads, which which I've had from upstate Southern Tier, uh, which which we don't see as much in New York City as as we should because it's, it's way up by Buffalo, but th- they make some great beers. Peekskill, uh, a few weeks ago in the New York Times. Eric Asimov wrote about their Simple Sour, which is a super refreshing Berlin Weiss style. Heavy Seas, Flying Dog, um, Schlafly from uh, St. Louis. We had uh, Schlafly guys on air last year, so that's a pretty good lineup. And Keegan, Tommy Keegan up in yeah. Kingston. Keegan, yeah. Kelso. Yeah, we're bringing an Oma gang, bringing in, uh, you know, we're doing a, a few select ciders, uh, you know, Original Sin. Wanted to kind of put a, a New York spin, but also, you know, with Sandy coming through uh, Coney Island. They got devastated, again, as AJ had said. You know, I'm a Brooklyn native, born and raised. So we just thought, what a great venue. And then also kind of bringing in some of those New York, some of the guys like Queens, Sugar Hill, you know, one of the contract guys up in, uh, in Harlem. You know, giving the opportunity for some of the smaller guys to come in and kind of represent and, uh, and again, as AJ said, you know, share some of their uh, small batch stuff as well. Well, I'm glad you guys are, are, are doing it in New York City. And I, I would say that the city and the, and the breweries really rallied after uh, – after Sandy, you know, Six Point, their brewery in Red Hook got shut down a little bit. They've come back. They're doing a lot of f- festivals in, in Red Hook. 
a barrier who were up by Long Beach. They were shut down for months, and the the whole Long Island beer community yeah, Fire Island, crowded around them. And yeah, then even upstate, you know, bringing in Ethica. You know, so we got a great as a great selection. Uh, you know, it's 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 a fantastic venue. It's an open air venue, right on the Coney Island boardwalk. It's iconic. Um, so it's it's just a great great time. Also, you know, it fits well with uh, July Good Beer Month. Uh, we're the only signature event uh, in July uh, beer festival. So we're excited to, to be in New York. Yeah, we're, no, excited we're, to be we're always looking for, for, for some good fest to get behind because, you know, th- there haven't been too many in New York City that, that, that really work that have the right, you know, in identity and, and you guys really know how to talk to the beer community. You guys, Eric and Chris, who are here also from Dirk the Norseman and Greenpoint, um, what do you guys think about, about beer, big beer festivals? You know, you guys are very small breweries. So I'm sure you don't have enough beer, but um, would, well, would you go to a beer festival in Coney sure. Island? Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'd, I'd be into it. I, I think uh, beer festivals are a great, great way to showcase uh, the range of craft beer. You know, a lot of different... Usually at beer festivals, brewers try to try to make their best beer. You know, they they want to showcase their best beers and have the public uh, really be impressed by what they're making. So I I feel like it's it's a great way to really educate the the consumer about what what is craft beer and what is you know going on in, in the craft beer community. Yeah, I think yeah. the the MCU Park is a great space too. Again, it's an open air. Gives the the opportunity, like uh, you know, some of the smaller guys, to to interact with uh, you know attendees. It's not in a traditional venue where you're you're in a convention space where it's you know wall to wall people. Uh, we're we're spreading it out in the open deck. Uh, it gives the the ability attendees kind of move around. Great selection of food. Bring in some some Brooklyn centric uh, you know food vendors as well. Trying to keep it local. Trying to keep it intimate. And, and trying to make it a, a great experience, uh, you know, for attendees to, to sample some, some great stuff. Absolutely. And, Eric, what about you? I mean, you, you've been running Browery Lane, and now you're running mm-hmm. Dirk the Norseman. Uh, do you get a chance to go to some beer festivals? I haven't been in, a, I would say, maybe a few years. But I early on when I was first getting into craft beer, I did go to a lot, and I think it's they're a great place to go to be, to gain exposure really to see what's out there because you know if you maybe you just go to your local bar or something you're not you're not exposed to a lot of really interesting beers and local beers so it's it's a great place to go and just try tons and tons of beer that you may not you know normally drink yeah i mean each summer we, we've we've been going up to cooperstown to belgian comes to cooperstown the Oma Gang fest that's a great fest and uh well, there's a couple of festivals upstate there's a saratoga beer fest or yeah i think aj can talk more about some of the uh you know the additional events that we do uh outside of the, the you know immediate new york city area yeah i mean we we run uh the you know we run over 40 festivals a year in in uh throughout obviously new york and then into new hampshire Maine, uh, Connecticut, as far west as Boise, Idaho, Colorado, uh, all throughout the, the northern Midwest as well. So what we've been able to do is reach out to the relationships that we have in the beer community um, to, to let these guys know, hey, we're, we're going to bring bring what we do uh, to Coney Island. Uh, it helps us to get the, the breweries behind it. We're also building those relationships with the local guys down there. Um, we've, we also are, are bridging our, our, ourselves out there to, to, to develop relationships with the Coney Island community. 
we've really seen uh, seen a great response from them. Uh, we're seeing a lot of people from Coney Island buying tickets, a lot of people from Brooklyn buying tickets right now, um, to the point where we're actually considering adding another session to this event because tickets are selling so fast, and we have the ability to to try and uh, try and give more people the opportunity to be there. But um, yeah, we'll do festivals all over the country. So we feel like what we do, we we do it well, and we we keep it about the beer and about using a cool location, a uh, cool venue like like uh, like MCU Park. So we're really fired up about it and really appreciate you guys uh, getting behind it and hope to see a lot of your listeners out there. Yeah, also at the festival we have a, a rooftop deck, which is kind of a great opportunity for, for the small batch guys. Uh, it's going to be all, you know, special brews, um, you know, signature select stuff, stuff that they're testing, trying, you know, that's not out there and available to the marketplace um, you know that's limited to 125 VIP tickets. Uh, it's a great opportunity to uh, you know uh, the rooftop deck overlooking the the entire uh, Coney Island boardwalk. Select brews, select wow. food. Um, you know, and again, the, the ticket price at 40 bucks. Maybe you guys want to do some ticket giveaways. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. We, we'd love to do that. We'll work with you, Jimmy, to do that, and maybe uh, you know the next couple of sessions. I bet some of these brewers would like to. I'll tell you. Let me. Let me. Let me. I'm going through the list of, of the brewers, and, and I'm, I'm thinking of some of the guys that we know, some of the brewers that we've interviewed. And I'm looking at Keegan, and this guy, Tommy Keegan. If you guys never met him, he, he's great. He, he's like what represents New York beer to me, and, and it's great that you have have Keegans at, on your list because Tommy Keegan. He went to UC Davis. So, you know, there's not too many brewers that have done that who've been open so long. So he's one of the old school guys that that started out with with, with a great program. And uh, he's, like, very quietly, you know, been making beer for a while up up there in Kingston. I don't know if if you're getting Tommy down. Yeah, I think he is. His first one was in 2003, the Mother's Milk at at the Mountain. And uh, I think it took top prize, if I remember. Um, yeah, no, he's he's great. So you really have a, yeah, a great comes, lineup of brewers. He comes to uh, we run Saratoga Beer Week up in Saratoga Springs, New York, five day long uh, craft beer focused series of events. And Tommy comes up to that, and and uh, as well as a lot of the other New York State breweries and such. So um, you know, whether it be guys from the Hudson Valley, whether it be our friend Chris up in Lake Placid. Uh, you know the Map Boys at Saranac. Um, you know all New York State has a has a tremendous fraternity of uh, of, of brewers and, uh, and and you know beer professionals, and we're excited about there being more and more every day. We all know that we get you know people updating us every day, right? That there's a new brewery opening up, and and uh, it's exciting because the thing that's exciting about craft beer is that there's room for everybody. Um, everybody has the opportunity to create their own product, create their own legacy. And, uh, you know, we see it as our privilege to be able to go out and spread that word to the mass public to hopefully create the demand that uh, guys like those in your studio are going to be able to sell some more beer. That's awesome. AJ, thanks for calling in. Everybody check out Coney Island on tap. It's uh, July 12th in, in Coney Island, Brooklyn. It's going to be a great beer festival. And, guys, um, Chris and Eric, what, what's the, the last beer you just poured us? This is a Saison. Saison? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have a name? It, it does not yet, no. It's just called Saison. <laughs> it's a big Saison. <laughs> it's not like my brother's <laughs> minor Saison. <laughs> not yet, no. You guys are awesome. This All right, is brand guys. new. <laughs> you guys, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. you like good beer. Whether you're a craft beer pro or just had your first sip of an IPA, greatbrewers.com is your number one beer resource on the internet. 
GreatBrewers.com bridges the gap between the world's great brewers and the consumers who enjoy their products. With so much information and misinformation out there, GreatBrewers.com focuses on education and leaves no stone unturned. Take the Great Beer Test on their website and browse through an extensive product catalog. Download their mobile beer cloud app, which includes a GPS beer finder, a beer sommelier, and descriptions for over 5,000 different brews. What are you waiting for? Back up that passion for craft beer with some solid information and education. Visit greatbrewers.com today. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We're just talking with uh, Ray and AJ from Coney Island on tap. Ray's still in, in the booth with us. So, Ray, what, you, you have a great idea. So you're, you're bringing in some new small breweries to the VIP section? At Coney Island on tap. Yeah, we're always looking for some great, uh, you know, again, the small batch stuff. This stuff is, is great that we're tasting here today. Um, you know, even taking it a couple of sixtals and having you guys uh, on the VIP deck. Yeah. Great to have you guys. Great. So we, got, we got Chris and Eric from uh, Dirk the Norseman and Greenpoint Beer and Ale, one of the newer breweries in Brooklyn. So, guys, uh, tell me about, so this is a Saison we're drinking now. It is. Tell me a little bit about, about the beer, Chris. It's, it's you know, it's. A big saison. It's it's seven point eight percent. It's almost spicy. Yeah, yeah it, it, the yeast character is definitely certainly spicy. Uh, it's got a little bit of Munich malt, mostly continental pilsner malt, and traditional German hops. You know, that sort of help out the the spicy fruity character of the yeast finish dry and easy. Uh, it is a big beer. It, it drinks easy, refreshing, spicy. Fruity. So yeah. when when you make a beer like this, because we've had different kinds of saison. I know Barry makes one called the cycle saison. That's like only four and a half percent, and there's a range of of, of strengths and, and flavors, sure. um, which is kind of cool about saisons, right? There's really not one style. It, it is a loose, you know, saisons and farmhouse beers. They, they are sort of a loose category if you, if you were to try to pin them into a category. So you do get a lot of different ABV ranges. Our, our Sort of low end saison is the grisette. It, it, it is a Belgian yeast. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it does saisons. You can really play around with a lot of different malts, grains. Uh, we do one with buckwheat, spelt, rye, wheat, uh, barley, and, and oats. I oats. Think is the other one. one more. It's our multi grain saison. We use a local maltster up in Massachusetts Valley Malt uh, for those grains. Most of the grains are, are grown in New York state uh so saisons you know they do range they're typically stored through the summer and and like i said before they're brought out during the harvest to to enjoy but we don't really do that two totally different styles you have the the kettle sour and now it's kind of spicy saison yeah these are our summer beers you know this is and i think i think you know our, our kettle sour lemongrass beer is sort of meant for Summer, summer, you know, beer festivals, summer activities where it's hot outside. It's it's like a light, crisp, refreshing, tart, dry beer that you can you can go. You don't have to think about it when you're when you're sweating outside. You know, it's it goes down easy. It's refreshing. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, Ray. So with with all the beer festivals you work on, I mean, do you drink a lot of beer? <laughs> that's kind of funny. It's uh, you know, as we talked about before the show. You know, we're, we're too busy uh, during the show, you know, lugging kegs and ice and setting up and breaking down. 
but once we're done, it you know it, it gives us an opportunity to to sit down with guys like these guys and you know really get to understand and and, and meet the Brewers. And I think again, Coney Island on tap is a is a great opportunity to do that in a very intimate environment. Ask questions, taste, sample. It's a five ounce uh, sampling, you know, pour. Uh, ask those great questions. What does it pair with? What is it? You know, what should I be drinking it with? So it's a great, great opportunity. Uh, you know, for that. It's uh, fun. It's fun night. working outside too in the summer. It's great. Isn't it? Yeah, it's it, it's a nice it, it's a nice fit. It's a great fit. I took I took the A train the other day with my family. We went out to Rockaways. Went to 67th Street, 59th Street, and there's nothing like it. You're in New York City. You can just jump on a subway. And go out to places like Coney Island. It's amazing. Yeah. And drink beer, which is cool. So we, we got some uh, call-in questions here, uh, email questions. Um, so this is for, for Dirk the Norseman, if he's still alive. Is the other. Is, was there really a Dirk we, the we Norseman? Channel, we channel Dirk the Norseman. So it's, All right. So you, you're Dirk. I think that Ed Raven is Dirk the Norseman. Okay. So many new breweries in New York City. Ideally, what local brewery would you like to collaborate with? Chris. Good question. Uh, I, was, I would say, you know, cl- collaborations are funny. I, I, I feel like we could probably collaborate with all of them. But it's, am I picking a brewery that I like? Is that is that the question? Or, or I, mean, I, yeah, I, just, I would think you know, pick pick one or two breweries you'd like to collaborate with. I would say. How about that? Uh, Finback Brewery. I, I would collaborate with those guys. Uh, I would collaborate with with I've collaborated with all of them really. I mean, it's, there, there's a lot. Finback's great. They got yeah. a great brewery out in Glendale, Queens. Yeah, we we know a lot of the the breweries that are opening up. We know a lot of the guys. Uh, other half, Transmitter. You know, it's Big Alice. You know, there's a lot of breweries that that we'd like to collaborate with. I mean, it's it's a great community to be in because you you, you do visit and you. You bounce ideas off of one another, and it is you know you grow your craft is, is what it. Well, what talk it's about, about collaboration. Have have you made beer with Chris Kuzme at Five Week Astro Brew? I haven't. No, Chris Kuzme is, is certainly somebody I like to collaborate with. Yeah, but he's but he's we, doing a great job. I, I think yeah. he he's regularly collaborating. I think at least once a week he's doing a collaboration yeah. brew. Brunity. Yeah, he's really been the the drive. He's a good friend of mine too. But yeah, yeah. he also has the the show, the Ferment About It show yep. with Mary. Yeah. But he's been a great driving force. No, I, 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 yeah, I love Chris. He, he's, he's got so much energy and he's so, so focused on, like the community of craft beer, and growing that. I, I think Ray, do you guys have yeah. any collaboration beers at at the festivals? You know, collaboration happens all the time, Jimmy. I think you know, doing an event like Coney Island on Tap gives the opportunity for some of the, the smaller craft guys, where you know, there's you guys are so focused on on, you know, brewing, building your brand that. They get to see each other at these type of events, and then they start talking as well. Yeah, uh, you know, wrap up events, after parties. Um, you know, gives them an opportunity to do that as as well. That's great. All right, another question. This is from at Fancy Pants Boozer. I don't know if that's a real Twitter account or not, but okay, this is probably for Eric. Uh, Browery Lane has is it Browery or Browerige? It's Browery. Browery Lane has a great beer selection. How has working at Browery Lane influenced what you're doing at Dirk the Norseman? It's a good question. Yeah, Not that's, a, a that's a good question. I would say um, getting to see what a lot of, um, I guess, American and European craft breweries are doing now. What's what's being pushed? What's what's becoming popular? Where where I guess the direction of craft beer is moving. New flavors, new styles, or even um, 
bringing back traditional nearly dead styles um i think that's sort of inspires chris and i um in in what we're brewing and it's nice to see you know what people respond to because working at, at a beer shop um you get to see the immediate reaction of somebody sampling a beer at the tap and how they feel about it. So, yeah, I would say that with all these new breweries and, you know, styles being pushed in different directions, it really sort of inspires us. We're exposed to a lot there, or I'm exposed to a lot at the beer store anyway, and it's nice to use that experience sort of to... To and you see what customers doing. like, and exactly, you yeah. think that they're. I, I would think that if you're making so many different styles of beer, that as a customer, I'd want to go in and try something different every week. Yeah, which seems to be what happens to a lot of good beer sealed bars. And mm-hmm. I know at Jimmy's number forty three, we, we're, we're changing beers every day. So that's yeah. what I want. I always want to try new beers. Mm-hmm. And how can you not with so many great new breweries? Sure. You know, come on. And then here's another one. This is from at the Quiet Car. I know her. She's an awesome customer. But she says I, I hang out in Greenpoint a lot and visit all the new pubs. Other than the fact that you're a brew pub, what makes you different? That's a tough question. It's tough, tough questions from our, our listeners. Well, I, th- I think Gary just posted it. We're brewing a lot of different styles of beer. I mean, we're we're making a lot of different stuff. You know, you're going to come to our place and you're going to see a different beer. Probably, you know, within the next two or three days that you come there. So it's the, the taps change. They they rotate often with our stuff that we make and uh you can talk to the brewer we'll be there you can come see the brewery in the back i mean that's 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 what makes it special is is it's the community atmosphere plus you can see us making beer and if you if you want to learn about beer or take it to wherever you want to take it like we're there to talk to you i mean it's you can ask us questions directly yeah. Chris, what what are some styles of beer that, that you haven't made that you'd like to make in oh, the next man. year or so? Uh, you probably made all. Have you well, made all I've the got, styles? I've got a you list, to but it's thirty-five or forty probably. beers. <laughs> uh, well, I would say what we're going to make soon. We're going to make a dry Irish stout, uh, probably with anise. We're going to spice it a little bit, just a touch. Uh, what else do we have coming up? Can you recall any of it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, we, we've got a list of stuff. Session it's, Black IPA, I think, yeah, will be this week. Session Black IPA. Yeah. Another g- different version of the Grisette, I think, tomorrow morning will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there, there, I mean, I guess uh, definitely uh, Brett Beer's barrel-age stuff is where I like to go. We have, we have a barrel, I guess you could say a bro- barrel program started. We have uh, some Brett Beer's going the the multi grain saison is with you know we have different breast strains going with that and we also have an English old ale with uh, uh, a breast strain that was isolated from uh, the you know the Clasini strain it's the English isolation but yeah we're we're doing a lot of different stuff with barrels is that's that's where I want to go next is, is sort of like barrelaging beers with with uh, wild yeast and, and cultivating wild yeast is certainly something I'm interested in that I like to do. Yeah, that sounds cool. Hey, Chris, um, you know, since you started more as, as, as a, a home brewer, um, and Eric, do you brew too? Um, so you guys all kind of brew together? Well, or? I don't, yeah, I don't brew right now as a home brewer. I did for a, a bunch of years, but um, now I think all of our time is uh, spent uh, brewing five barrels at a time. So, so when, you're, when you're making a, a, a new batch of beer, a new recipe, 
What, what do you what do you uh, use as a reference? Is there a certain book that you look to or a website? We just kind of make it up as you go now. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of books. You know, there's there's uh, you know the Farmhouse Ales by Phil Markowski that influenced the saison that we're drinking. Uh, Brewing Classic Styles by Jamil Zanishev and John Palmer. Uh, I, I reference to a lot. Uh, you know, I started out. I'm writing, with the, I'm writing that one down. Yeah, complete, <laughs> complete joy of home brewing. You know, it's is where I started with, with Charlie Papazian, and then you know, Radical Brewing is one. I mean, there, there's a lot of different references out there. There's a lot of forums you can go on the internet. You know, it's homebrew clubs. That's you know, we started our home homebrew club that meets at the beer store, and you talk to a lot of people that that make beer at home, and they have a lot of different ideas. And you try a lot of different beers and you experiment, and you know, quite often something good comes out of it, and and you learn from the community experience is is what I've really appreciated about New York. I mean, moving here about five and a half years ago, is is the community experience and and the knowledge, and and the drive to like appreciate good beer, and and making something, crafting something, is what's special about this city. It's it's you know it's something that. That you know we can all appreciate. I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. Ray, anything you want to say about Coney Island Tap or the New York City beer scene before we wrap it up? Yeah, I think uh, you know having guys like the um, you know Brewery Lane and, and Derek the Norseman, these guys. Um, you know, you find some of the other festivals out there that just you know list breweries, get them in, get them out. What we do is, if you look at our brewery list, we're giving you you know information on the brewery background where they come from what's their kind of you know their uh you know their specialty and we find that the attendees that come to you know events like Coney Island on tap or events that we do you know they're seeking out they're doing that research because there's so many you know craft explosion there's so many people looking for you know unique styles of beer so they'll check that out and then they actually you know at the event will will seek out those types of beers that they're looking for so it's a win-win for the craft brewers it's a win-win for us um you know working with guys like beermenus.com where we're pushing out what is the menu going to be putting out our beers prior to the event um you know working closely with the distributors to do that so that people come in they know exactly what beers are going to be at the event what styles of beers where they're located so it's an experiential, you know, uh, thing for them. That uh, that's a win-win. It's a win for the brewers. It's a win for us. And to be honest, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, Coney Island is a, is a great venue, and we're looking forward to it. And we're looking forward to, you know, showcasing guys, uh, you know, like Brewery Lane. All right, man. Well, Ray, thanks for coming on. Eric, anything else you want to say about Dirk the Norseman? You got any special events coming up? Uh, no, just come by. I mean, like Chris said, we're constantly rotating, so. Every every week we seem to brew yeah. two or three new beers, so they're constantly. I think changing. about three weeks we've got a Gradisky coming out, which is a Polish oh, yeah. style. It's the big Polish uh, community in, in Greenpoint, and we wanted to celebrate that with a, with an old Polish style of beer. Jimmy, when are you going to open up a brewery? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I'm going to come and drink at yours. I'm going to, I'm going to give one shout out to our friend uh, uh, Christine Christina Izzo at Timeout reviewed Dirk the Norseman, but she also reviewed the food. And this is what got me going. It said, uh, you can try the braised pig knuckles collapsing off the bone at the hint of a fork prong. If this is the new age of beer bars, we owe that Norseman a stein and thanks. So let's raise our glasses to Dirk the Norseman. Thanks for uh, being a real 
historical person, I'm sure, right? <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thanks for coming out. This is uh, Beer Sessions Radio. It's, it's so great. We're talking about Coney Island on Tap on July 12th. And stay tuned. Check out goodbrazil.com. This week, we're putting out everything about July Good Beer Month. There's so many cool events. July 22nd, on air, we're going to do a, a Queens versus Brooklyn uh, beer competition with the editors of Edible Brooklyn, Edible Manhattan. A lot of great things coming up, including our annual uh, craft beer jam on WNYC with uh, all your favorite brewers from the region, from Mark Buford at Blue Point to Tommy Keegan. He's coming down. So just check it out, goodbrewseal.com. Uh, Coney Island on tap in July, Good Beer Month. It's, it's happening very soon. So thanks, to everyone. Uh, Eric, Chris, Ray, and AJ for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network. Right, I'm you. Jimmy Carboni. Thanks, thanks Jimmy. to our producers, thanks, Maggie Side and Justin Kennedy, and our engineer, Jack Kinsley. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. Woo! Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. And become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.